news, 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 news. Yeah, thank you very much, Yang. Take it away, fellas. Yeah, we got the news update now. NFL news. We got uh, some uh, breaking news and signings. Philadelphia Eagles have just signed former Vikings tough safety Andrew Zandejo to a one-year deal. He's been an enforcer with the Vikes for the last eight years, was banged up last season, only playing in five games. The Giants GM met the press today, taking major heat but defending all of his moves. Dave Gettleman says the trade with Cleveland was advantage Giants. They said they couldn't refuse the deal when they talked to the Cleveland Browns. He added they didn't want to sign OBJ away to trade him, but the deal with Cleveland was so good they had to pull the trigger. The Browns landing Beckham, the Giants getting a first and third round pick, and safety Jabril Peppers, too, who was drafted in the first round of 2017. He wasn't done there. Also defending veteran quarterback Eli Manning says they can still win with him, scoffing at reports saying Eli is uh, good to go. He says uh, these reports on Eli stinking. Well, yeah, he doesn't believe them. And reports also indicate that the G-Men might not even be drafting a quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, in the first round. So we'll see how things go down here. Other moves, the Bengals have released troubled linebacker Vontez Perfect after seven years in Cincinnati and over 400000 in fines. The Kansas City Chiefs have signed Brashad Breland to bolster their secondary. That's a nice little move there, one-year deal. Good news for Golden State, the MRI on DeMarcus Cousins' ankle came back clean today. The 28-year-old out for tonight's game against the Spurs. He is day-to-day. So are all of us. NCAA hoop madness right around the corner. Busy night in the NBA tonight, though. Drew Dinkmeyer will come on right after the update a little in a little bit to talk to me and Gabe about the best value and top plays in the NBA DFS tonight. Let's take a look at the lines, though. Detroit uh, laying 6.5 at Cleveland, total 211 flat. Utah minus 5 at Washington, 227.5 there. Denver and Boston, good game there. The Celtics laying 3.5, 221 is your total. New York Knicks at Toronto Raptors. Raptors minus 12.5. Kyle Lowry will be playing in this game. He is probable. Kawhi Leonard out, 214. Golden State minus 2 versus San Antonio, 225. Miami traveling to Oklahoma City. The Thunder are laying 5.5, 210.5. New Orleans at Dallas. Mavericks minus 4.5, 232.5. Chicago traveling to Phoenix. The Suns minus 1.5, 226.5 is your over-under. And Indiana at Portland Blazers laying four at home, 212 and a half. NCAA news, Duke, UNC, Virginia, Gonzaga. They're the number one seeds for the tournament. Duke Blue Devils, tournament favorite at plus 220. Duke 29 and five. They won the ACC tournament with three straight wins for their 15th conference title. Taking a look at the Gonzaga, the second choice to win it all at five to one. North Carolina, six to one. Gabe's pick of 14 to one. Looking nice. That's a very nice price. Virginia in the four hole at eight to one. We do have college basketball action tonight. CIT Quinnipiac taking on Engit at 7 p.m. Quinnipiac is plus five in this game. I think Morenci's in there. 147 on the dog. NCAA playing games in Dayton, Ohio starting Tuesday night. Here's how the schedule looks. At 6.40 p.m., we have Fairleigh Dickinson. They're laying one and a half versus Prairie View at 9.10. Good one. Belmont minus three and a half versus the Temple Owls, 155 and a half. Wednesday, North Dakota State and NC Central and Arizona State, a one-point favorite versus St. John's. 152 and a half is your total. MLB, when the Mariners take to the field at the Tokyo Dome on Wednesday, a familiar face will be in Seattle's starting lineup. M's manager Scott Service confirming Ichiro will start versus Oakland. Wednesday's game is the first of the 2019 regular season and will be followed by a second game between the two clubs. That goes down on Thursday. Ichiro, now 45 years old, will retire at the end of the series. He's played 27 years in pro baseball, amazing stuff, and he's combined for 4,367 hits in both leagues. As a North American player, he's played in 10 All-Star games, won 10 gold gloves, league MVP, rookie of the year, 
in 2001 as well. Four games in the National Hockey League tonight. We're going to go through all of them. Arizona at Tampa Bay, the Lightning minus 306.5. Vancouver at Chicago. Blackhawks, a big favorite there. Minus 245.5. Winnipeg laying 180 in the Kings. Total six and a very good one out west. Sharks. And uh, the Vegas Golden Knights Sharks laying 180 total in this game, six and a half. Stick around, everybody. We got a full show for you. Gabe, myself, we're going to talk to Drew Dinkmeyer, talk a little NBA DFS. And big man on campus, Jeff Nadu, will break down all the college tournament games as well. So stick around, everybody. It's the DFS lineup lock hour on Red Heat and Rage. All you have to decide is what to do time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage on radio. Rolls into uh, level three here as uh, we, uh, we're kicking it on YouTube. We've done YouTube before on Fridays. We've done YouTube a couple of times. Uh, for this show, but generally it's been uh, radio only for the last three years or whatever it's been. Uh, but uh, from now on, we will be on YouTube uh, daily. Uh, spread the word. Uh, now that it's uh, it's official, here we are. Uh, we're all uh, we're all set up. And yeah, I do have something weird with my mouth going on. Somebody brought it up earlier, actually. And What's I wrong think with it's it? because the mic. Well, the mic's covering up like half my mouth, so it looks like only half my lips are moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a ventriloquist. Hey, everybody, take a look at my puppets. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. that's great. <laughs> you're think, natural, <laughs> Rich Little. <laughs> well, I have I have the headset, so I, I think I should be like uh, Chip Kelly or like uh, or, or like Andy Reid. I'm going to cover everything up when I talk with my tickets. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> I saw that Secret. Skype has closed captioning. Should we put closed captioning on the show, Cam? I don't. I'm gonna tell you a story about closed captioning, and you know it very well, Gabe. Usually, it doesn't end well. I'm a fast talker, and uh, you have a nice pace too. Whoever is doing closed captioning, better uh, better be real quick. I think the keyboards might get smoke for them to try to keep yeah. up. Remember, we did it, it before. Just it didn't work out. out very well. Yeah, no, it's tough to keep up. Um, all right, do we have Drew Dickmeyer now, or is he with us at 6:09? Mr. Hey! Dickmeyer, how you doing, Drew? I'm doing well, guys. How are you doing? Good stuff. We're Good stuff. Good, so uh, we have a little mini segment here, and then we get into it. But uh, we'll get right down to business, and we'll kill, kill the small talk so we can get as much knowledge as possible. Uh, looks like Kyle Lowry's in, but there's a lot of a uh, lot of injuries tonight. You know, Westbrook's out. McCollum is out. Uh, the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard is out. Sergi Baca's final game of the suspension. Fred Van Fleet is back. Uh, Siakam is a machine. Uh, looks like a play here tonight. We got Phoenix uh, Suns in play uh, tonight. Interesting DFS night tonight, uh, Drew, in the NBA. It has been a nonstop news day for the NBA with with these injuries. You you nailed most of them. There's even more, though. There's Blake Griffin who's out. There's DeMarcus Cousins who's out. There's Justice Winslow who's out. Uh, Kevin Durant's back. It's it's just been crazy. Uh, there's, there's a lot of value on this slate because of all these injuries and these suspensions and uh, I think it makes it, you know, an interesting slate because it feels fairly straightforward and who the really good values are. But because there's so many of them, it's likely someone's going to fall through the cracks um, in terms of in terms of their projection or in terms of their ownership. So it should be a fun slate to play. Let me throw the names at you then. And uh, are they must plays? Yes or no? 
or, or quick thoughts on each guy. We'll start off. So this is a lineup I'm putting together right now, and I still have a couple of spots. But Dennis Schroeder, point guard tonight, Oklahoma City, yes or no? Yeah, for sure. I think Dennis Schroeder is way too cheap for life without Russell Westbrook. Uh, Rodney Hood's a trendy player today. Uh, are you buying in? He's so cheap on DraftKings, $3,700. I I long ago had an obsession with Rodney Hood that I've left uh, <laughs> left at the door, and uh, he is he is no he is no longer in my DFS life. I'm proud to say it was a difficult relationship that I exited You've out moved of. Moved on. Uh, there, there, yeah, I've moved on. There's no Rodney Hood in my future. It's like All Patrick right, so Cantlay, Drew. He's he's dead to me now. This guy he, he drives me nuts. <laughs> I'll hang out with you guys uh, right. for another segment, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we'll do. Uh, we'll hit this quick, quick, uh, quick break, and we'll we'll jump in. Paul George, Siakam, Bradley Beal's been on fire, guys, recently. All that and more. NBA DFS, and that's some college talk on the other side later too. Best bets with big men on campus. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Red Heat Rage lineup block live continues. Uh, Yang doing a great job uh, today for stay of uh, video, smooth uh, sailing. And it's too bad, actually. We missed, uh, like, the Pacific uh, Princess or whatever, like the Love Boat cruise ship just passed uh, by us. You never know what you're going to see. Yeah, yeah, the big boat. I took a picture. I posted a picture of it once before, but it passes by quite often uh, behind us. But it was cruising at high speed uh, today. Normally, it's a little slower. All right, Drew Dakemeyer with us. We're talking NBA DFS, and I don't know, maybe he's got a, a flyer for us on the Final Four um, this evening. So we're throwing players at him right now. Um, he says, no, Rodney Hood, he's done with Rodney Hood. Paul George tonight. Um, is it too much to have Schroeder and Paul George this evening? Miami's been great defensively as of late, Drew. I mean, they've held, what, two of their last three opponents to 75 points or less. Yeah, they've played well defensively. I was actually at the Heat game yesterday, and uh, I can attest that that I think that was less of a great defensive effort and more of you know a one o'clock afternoon start on a Sunday in Miami uh, is not the type of game you're going to get necessarily maximum effort from uh, from both teams. Teams looked a little sluggish after a night in South Beach uh, last night, but I, I think you can play <laughs> Schroeder and Paul George together. Uh, Oklahoma City has an implied total of 108 points tonight. If they're going to score, you know, 100-plus points, which I think they will, um, those two guys are, are going to do the bulk of the scoring. I mean, it's just such a big absence to replace Russell Westbrook's rates, and and those are the two guys on their team that can really create their own shots. Siakam has been uh, cooled off a little bit, actually. $6,800 tonight, DraftKings. Looking at his recent fantasy performances, 21, 37, 25, 37, 36. Is he, is he too expensive now and not enough upside? I don't think so. I think, you know, some of those some of those games where the performance has been down a little bit um, has come a little bit as the result of some poor shooting that he's kind of gone through here. And I think the combination of having Serge Ibaka and Kawhi Leonard out just opens up a, a ton of minutes opportunity for him. So I think he's very much in play at, at these price tags. I think both him and Marcus Gasol are pretty strong plays tonight. Obviously, the Knicks are a team that 
you know, they, they struggle defensively quite a bit. The one concern I would have here with Toronto is just that they are a deep team. It is the second end um, of, a, of a back-to-back and they're double-digit favorites. So you could see minutes kind of scaled back and managed a little bit, but I think 6,800 is still a pretty reasonable price tag for Siakam. And I think Gasol's a really good play too. Well, Drew, uh, looking at the board, we talk about Paul George and Doncic. Uh, George projected the optimizer likes him for over 52 Doncic for 50 but Devin Booker versus Chicago Gabe and I were actually thinking about taking uh, the Phoenix Suns from a betting perspective with a low line tonight and the optimizer really likes Booker expensive but man his production looks like it's going to go through the roof tonight yeah there's a lot of Suns that are pretty interesting because you know they're going to be without Kelly Oubre tonight and Tyler Johnson and so those are two starters. They're going to throw in most likely guys like Mikhail Bridges and DeAnthony Melton into the starting lineup. And those are lo- much lower usage rate players than like Kelly Oubre um, and, and even Tyler Johnson. So guys that should benefit from that, you know, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, that can kind of uh, hold the load offensively in terms of generating shots. And then that also creates value. You know, Melton's still really cheap. I uh, had a big game last time out after uh, shockingly sitting and not playing at all in the game before when they had Tyler Johnson out. And then Josh Jackson, too, another guy. He's a really high-variance performer, Josh Jackson, because he can do a lot of things on the court, but he also does a lot of things you know, poorly from a real basketball. Um, a lot of the Suns are in play on this slate uh, for us, and that's a game that you can – you know, you can even consider game stacking if you want, bringing back with a Chicago player because you've got Otto Porter out for the Bulls. So that opens up some opportunity in the starting lineup for either a guy like Zach Levine or Laurie Markkinen, who's been battling a big-time shooting slump. Uh, what about Emmanuel Moutier, another uh, another trendy player coming into tonight? New York at uh, Toronto. Uh, Moutier, if you look at the rotation, and Fisdale's rotation has always been difficult to, to, to figure out. Uh, but, you know, now with Smith uh, hurt, the last three games, 32, 36, and 33 minutes, uh, Drew, any interest in Emmanuel Moutier tonight? Yeah, point guard is really, really deep. So I would say that he's not like my, you know, my first go-to. My first go-to is probably uh, Dennis Schroeder. Then I would say probably DeAnthony Melton or Fred Van Vliet. And then I would say after that is probably Moutier. Um, the, the, you, you nailed it, though, Gabe. The, the tricky thing is trying to figure out Fizdale's rotations and – Obviously, yesterday against the Lakers, they played super tight. Um, they played all their starters were in like the mid 30s in minutes. If that's going to be the case, Moody has got just a ton of opportunity to do well. Um, but on the second night of back to back, you just never know with Fizdale. So he's a he's a good play, but he's down my priority list at a very deep point guard position. Drew Dakemeyer uh, with us. So I don't think people realized, and as uh, as somebody that likes to watch the late night NBA games, I watch a lot of Portland games and. Listen, Damian, I'm a big Damian Lillard fan, but McCollum has always sort of been Robin to his Batman, Drew. Yet, you know, recently, holy crap, McCollum has really, really played good. Like, uh, not just statistically, but watching the plays that he makes and cutting into the paint, hitting shots, and no hesitation. Playing the best basketball of his career, it's a shame he got hurt right now. Yeah, it's 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 a real shame. He was playing very very good basketball, and obviously that shifts a huge offensive responsibility to Dame. From a DFS perspective, it's hard to get super excited about the matchup tonight, in part because Indiana's a very good defensive team. Portland has a lower implied total than they usually do, but also the the slate is just set up where everybody else is seemingly impacted by bigger injuries in terms of taking over a usage opportunity. 
you mentioned Hood, who definitely will have more opportunities there and minutes to fill. They'll have Harkless back, it sounds like. I assume Evan Turner and Seth Curry will see their minutes pick up. So I think it'll be a little bit more of a by-committee approach for Portland than some of these other teams that don't have quite as much depth. Dick Meyer uh, with us. Sorry, Cam. What, do you, what else? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I, was gonna, sorry. <laughs> I know, me too. Sorry, got the bill. I'm like, okay. Sorry, I'm, in, I'm inputting and uh, listening at the same time. Okay. Drew, what okay. about uh, Cam's Bradley? Cam's placing uh, some bets right now. Yes, yes. So, but I, I do, I'm trying to do three things. What about Bradley <laughs> Beal there, uh, uh, Drew, tonight uh, against uh, Utah? Gabe and I were actually kind of thinking Washington from a betting perspective. Uh, his, his numbers, this guy can go off right now. I know a little bit expensive, but uh, once again, the computers, uh, the results look pretty good according to the computer. That upside, Drew, that we talked about with Beal, that you know, said, Beal. oh, it's not really there. Yeah. It's been there suddenly. <laughs> no, it has. It has. Yeah. yeah, he's made me he's made me look pretty foolish from that perspective. He, he's he been incredible of late. Um, I keep waiting for them to essentially, you know, kind of pull the fl- pull the plug on this season because they're, you know, they're it's it's not only just being like three games back. They're also having to jump a bunch of teams. Uh, but they haven't, and Beal has been going nuts. I mean, he sh- you know, shot 70% from the field and played 39 minutes on the second night of a back-to-back on Saturday against Memphis and poured in 40, a uh, second consecutive 40-point game. Um, in the month of March, he's averaging, you know, upper 20s points, seven or eight plus assists, seven plus rebounds. He's just shooter. been incredible. I mean, all-team NBA-type uh, caliber player. The matchup with the Jazz does force a lot of outside scoring, so there's certainly a lot of opportunity for him, and I assume he will be very low-owned because people do not usually like to take players against the Jazz. No, exactly, exactly. And even, I think, you know, that's why we're getting five points in this game, and it's interesting you say that, Drew. It's one thing about the Washington Wizards. They haven't quit. And I brought that up about the Lakers. Remember, Cam, and I brought this up with Cam last week. The Lakers were like four and a half, five and a half back with 18 to go, yeah. and they weighed, they they were like, we're done. They quit. Well, you know, um, uh, you know, we'll go to LeBron. We don't know. We'll see about his minutes moving forward. There was 18 games left, and I I read like Bradley Beal, he was like, there's 14 games left. We're four games out. He goes, this ain't over yet. And he goes, we're if we go, you know, we get on a streak, we can turn this thing around. And he said, we're not quitting. And they really, they're not. And, you know, it shows a lot of they're showing a lot of fortitude to Washington Wizards, actually. And they're quietly eight and two against the spread in their last 10 games because the public perception is, ah, the Wizards are done. The Wizards have quit. They suck, but they don't. And at home, they grind. I think there's going to be a good basketball game tonight between Utah and Washington. The Washington games have been super profitable for teams looking at game stacks all year because they tend to play high scoring, fast paced games. Uh, and that one will not be owned tonight. Drew Dinkmeyer, the best in the business. Check him out, dailyroto.com. You guys already know that if you want to win. Because if you're not with Daily Roto, you're at a competitive uh, disadvantage. Drew, always a pleasure. Who wins the championship? Final four. Uh, I'll go I'll go with Duke and Duke and Zion Chalk, because I don't know any better. Duke. <laughs> Duke. Duke. He said Ivy Leaguer. I thought he'd say Yale. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Time decisions ready. Braves Radio continues. Thanks to Drew Dinkmeyer for joining us. Uh, players to uh, keep your eye on uh, tonight. Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Pascal Siakam, Dennis Schroeder, Josh Jackson. And uh, he says, no, 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 no Rodney Hood. And it's funny to do because I'm seeing <laughs> Rodney Hood all over the place. Everyone loves Rodney Hood today. And uh, not one optimized lineup has Rodney Hood in it. So I think Drew Dickmeyer must, must have been in charge of the <laughs> optimizer uh, today. So uh, let's get back to some college basketball. We have a game that goes off the board. And uh, what time is that game at? 7 o'clock Eastern, I believe. Seven. You got um, Engit and uh, Engit and uh, Knipiak. And just for the record, Brian Wardle, uh, head coach of uh, Bradley, uh, will join us uh, tomorrow morning. Um, you know, we're bringing on the show tomorrow, and uh, I think Big Man's going to join us. He's joining us now, uh, but tomorrow's our big college basketball special. So we've got the head coach of uh, Bradley uh, coming on the show. They're getting 20, 20 and a half or something against Michigan State. And uh, Big Card Julio. I've been waiting to bring Julio on. Like, Julio's going to be our whack expert. Hey, listen, he knows nice. New Mexico State, and uh, I'm calling it right now. I said it earlier, New Mexico State, that's going to be the upset right there. And, you know, the whole 12-5, it didn't happen last year. I say it happens this year. It's going to happen. It might be a couple of them, actually, that happens this year. Although Oregon-Wisconsin's not a major upset, if you look at the line. But let's bring Big Man on campus in. Before we get to the tournament, Big Man, uh, for the Degenerates, which I am one uh, tonight. And I guess, I'm not going to say your opinion doesn't matter, but I already put my play in. Uh, I'm on Quinnipiac, plus five and a half and a little sprinkle on the money line, plus 190. Hey guys, uh, always good to talk to you. Uh, yeah, this is a tough game. I mean, it's the only game on the card. I would actually probably lean the way you're thinking, Gabe. I, I think uh, Quinnipiac's probably live here. I like the way they can shoot the ball. I think they're always in a game. Cameron Kelly's a great player. I, I like Quinnipiac. I, I think NGIT is, I'm not really ever looking to lay a ton of points at that group. They struggle to score at times. I think Quinnipiac kind of speeds it up a little bit. Makes it quick, make it quick. I think they hang around, but I won't be betting this game. Only game on the card. Uh, I'm not interested. They're uh, they're a good road team too. They're a good I road team. Yep. Yeah, I the high. Yeah, I'm staying away from the total. One forty-seven and a half. That's high. That's very. They high. need a clean ride. Yeah, you, you, you need you, you need a clean ride uh, through, through uh, through here. So uh, so big man, we've been talking I about the um, tournament. I, I will. I will say one thing, guys, with the total. Um. You have two really slow teams. I mean, uh, Quinnipiac's pretty slow on offense. NJIT plays pretty decent defense. You, you need Quinnipiac, Gabe, if, if you have them. You need them to shoot well from three, which they normally do. Uh, but if they're off in this game, it could get ugly. And it could get ugly for the total as well. But, yeah, the, the pace doesn't necessarily mean, that. I think, that this is going to be a higher-scoring game. So I kind of like the under myself. Yeah, we're going to pass on the total. We're going we're, we're, we're to uh... – 
We're going to pass on the total. We're going to play the underdog here. I think it should be a close game, and I think we have a, a puncher's chance. Like you said, if this young kid goes off, he you know he can score. He scores 23 points a game. Uh, he's had he had that 50 point explosion earlier, 55, whatever the hell it was, um, and you know it gets us going going into tomorrow. And we were talking about this big man actually, me and Cam. Every year since they've done this play-in on Tuesday night, one of the teams, one of the four teams has gone on to win their next game uh, after the fact. And, you know, you, you look at these these opening games. What, what's your take on these? I'm looking uh, here. I have the FanDuel book up, and they don't have uh, they don't have the Fairleigh Dickinson line here. Let me get the, the line up. Here we go. One and a oh, half. Fairleigh Dickinson. Minus yeah. one and a half. And totals a half. up to 150. Wow. They like to bomb away, big man. They like to shoot the three, Dickinson. They're a pretty good team. I think they're going to beat Prairie View A&M. But maybe I'm a homer. I'm going local here with, with Fairley. What's your take on this game? No, I actually like this team. I think on your show last week I mentioned I like them to win the NEC against St. Francis. Yeah. I, I like this team a lot. I think they have some real distinct advantages in this game, guys. First of all, Prairie View A&M is the eighth smallest team in the tournament, or in the country, I mean. They're not a big group. This is an FDU team that is very long, very lengthy. They have big guards. They have a kid named uh, uh, Darnell Edge that's a senior. He's six seven, big kid. These are, I think, guys that are going to be able to really, help, you know, kind of hurt Prairie View down low. They're also a good shooting team, as you said, guys. Uh, as you said, uh, uh, Gabe. You also look at what Prairie View wants to do. They're going to press. Um, they're going to try to create turnovers. This uh, FDU team, very good. They don't turn a ball over one of the lower turnover rates in that conference. I think this is just a bad matchup for Prairie View. Uh, they're going to want to if, – if you look at the game on Saturday against Texas Southern, they forced 25 turnovers. They're not going to do that in this game. I think trouble here. I think FDU is a definite play. I think the over, just because the pace will be there, FDU shoots it at over 40% from three. They have some distinct advantages on offense in this game. I think they use their size and their ability to shoot the ball. I think they control it and win this one by – I wouldn't be surprised if they win going away, really. I like them, too. Hopefully the number doesn't climb too much uh, before I get my action in, actually. So this next one, Cam, uh, big man is a uh, – he's a Temple Owl fan. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ooh, He's a uh, – and they get uh, – That's a great owl, They get the uh, <laughs> very, very – Man, I did I, – I, all my birds are the same. Yeah, Cam said, well, no, no, you're your Seahawk and your Cardinals. Yeah, yeah your Seahawk Cardinals. Your Cardinals a little. Uh, <laughs> I like owl. <laughs> well, nothing like a nice, smooth uh, Belmont, Cam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Belmont right but after sex, a nice, smooth Belmont. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, smooth, <laughs> smooth smoke. The Bruins. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, the Bruins and the Owls here. They're a trendy team, Belmont. But uh, So you know sure this are. Temple team inside out, uh, Bel, uh, big man. What's your take on this one here? Yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of get crap for this. And I think the only reason I think Belmont's in the tournament is because the rest of the bubble is so bad. Uh, I don't think Belmont really should be in this tournament. I, I don't think they have a good enough resume. But they're in, and we have to talk about them. Yeah, Temple, Temple's probably the most irritating team you'll ever watch, Gabe, because – they have such great talent at the guard position, but their shot selection is horrendous. They're really good. Shiz Alston's great, Quentin Rose, but they just have questionable shot selection. I don't know if they can handle Dylan Windler. Dylan Windler's a great player. And if they have Nick, Nick Musinski, they're big. He was out in the, the final game against Murray in the tournament. If he plays tomorrow, 
I think that could be a real question mark. Temple's uh, bigs are not particularly good. And, and look, frankly, Gabe, th- this is a complete coaching mismatch. Uh, Fran Dunphy's a complete imbecile, uh, and this is a guy that very, v- very, very much never wins in this tournament. Rick Bird should coach circles around him. The offense should really, I think, sputter uh, Temple-wise, and I think Belmont really has a lot of success against a pretty average Temple defense. Uh, I think Belmont wins, and I'm, I'm looking towards them covering here. I think they win by six or seven. Temple will score enough because their guards are good enough, but I just have no ish interest in Fran Dunphy, and what's likely they just, they just find the ways to lose. I couldn't be happier. That's the thing. That's like the thing. You, big, you guys watch, big man, you watch them more, but even in the in, in the tournament game against Wichita State, like they were there, they come back, and then all of a sudden, like they're just putting up stupid shots. I'm like, what are these? What, what are these That's guys what doing? Do. Like, it's crazy. That's what they do. They, they're yeah. notorious guys for blowing leads. I mean, they've had tons of first half leads, and they can they're a complete fade in the second half. They just continuously blow games. It's pathetic, and, and that has a lot to do with coaching. I, I mean, I've been at odds with Fran Dunphy for a long time. I'm happy that. He'll be gone after the season. He's retiring. But, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's not a spot I want to be in. I, I'll take the crisper offense. I'll take the best player on the court in Windler. Uh, I think Belmont wins probably by six or seven. I think they do enough late with three throws. Big man on campus with us, a Temple fan, uh, saying this. NC Central and North Dakota State. North Dakota State are laying five and a half in that one. And the other one that I like. Arizona State, and I said it, Cam. The line's going to go up and up and up. It's probably it already has. Up. I know. Arizona I State. Wanted, like, you, if you like it, you better get in on it now, Gabe, because I have I'll a feeling it might go up to three. Yeah. I'll okay. send you a text tonight. We'll get it in after sure. Because I like it. I'm going to play it. I like it. I saw St. John's play a uh, big man in person. They can't shoot this team. They can't shoot. They're not going to be able to keep up with Arizona State. And I was high on Arizona State going to the Pac-12 tournament. I thought they had a chance of winning it at a plus 440. And, hey, they lost in overtime. They had a bad possession on their last shot. They ended up losing in overtime. But I think Arizona State are better than people give them credit for. I'm going to roll the dice with a little Hurley magic uh, versus Chris Mullins. I like uh, Arizona State in this game. Um, The NC Central, North Dakota State, I don't really have much of a feel for, but uh, that's why we have you on the show. So what do you think about Wednesday's opening games? Yeah, I, I think um, the first game is, I think, the game I'd have a little bit more interest in from a betting perspective. Uh, Gabe, I'm going to say something that you probably, you'll probably be blown away to hear, and you probably won't even understand it. None of you will. But Lavelle Moten is the best coach in the country nobody talks about at NC Central. He's an exquisite coach. He does everything right. And there's a reason NC Central's in this tournament every year. Um, they're one of the most experienced teams in the country. They're a great rebounding team. Uh, they play great defense. And this North Dakota State team, if South Dakota State doesn't lose a random game in the first round, they're not in this tournament. They bomb away from three. That's all they do. They're one of the more frequent three-point shooting teams you'll find. But Moten is smart enough to devise a game plan to limit the three-point shot. If you can bang it down low against North Dakota State, you'll win. They're one of the weakest front lines in the country. So I think NC Central should hang around. I think they can win this game. I think they're that good. Right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with Big Man on Campus. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, NBC Sports Radio Network, iHeart, uh, now on YouTube as well. We appreciate uh, you joining us, uh, whatever uh, format you're uh, kicking it with us uh, here today. It'll get, uh, you know, we just sort of launched this YouTube out of the blue here. So uh, people will uh, start to find out that we're throwing it down uh, daily at 4 o'clock uh, right here YouTube. Uh, you already knew about the radio. Um, nice uh, nice sunset right now in uh, in New York City. As uh, you see the Hudson Yards uh, behind us, like a most expensive project in like real estate history, but nevertheless. So I'm seeing some line movement already, guys. It's a pretty fluid situation. And you were talking, big man, about uh, about Temple and you know not getting elite coaching. There's there's a couple of coaches and one coach that I've had my eye on, and I don't know what it is. I always bet on Florida, and they they pulled it out the other game. They did. They got it done for me against LSU but I don't like uh, I don't like coach White's decisions with the Florida Gators his in-game decisions late and he doesn't seem to have a flow of the game but this is an intriguing game and a little bit of line movement here with Nevada and Florida where it was three guys now it's down to two and Nevada really aren't that good I remember you me and uh, Cam we talked about this when when the season started with the odds, and they were like the fourth team to win the title, and we laughed and laughed and laughed. Yeah. <laughs> and we said, that's hilarious. And here they are right now. They might lose to Florida, except neither of these teams are really great big men. It's a strange game, this game. Uh, Florida's going to murder Nevada on the glass. Like, they're, Nevada can't rebound. Like, they're soft. All they do is shoot threes. They're scared of the paint. Um, they're like fake tough dudes. I know the dude Caroline didn't play the other night. Um, and he's their guy on the boards. But Florida are going to murder them on the boards. But Nevada are better offensively and better ball movement. The Florida just are – they have no rhythm offensively, Florida. Um, interesting game to me, big man. What's your take on this one? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, – you know what I'm starting to not like, Gabe? I'm starting to not like – I think people are starting to really realize, I think, what we all know about Nevada already – is that they're a bit of a fraud. I mean, I think we all are kind of getting aware of that at this point. And, you know, I think Florida is kind of that trendy pick. I, I still think deep down, I, I still think they're better than Florida. I mean, Florida just at times just has these, like you said, offensive lulls where they just struggle. And, you know, the other day, I mean, they just all year played LSU well. You look back to every game they played, it was a, a one or two possession game, Gabe. I mean, but, but you look at in other games, this team really needed, a, a, you know, one or two games at the end of the season to even get into this tournament. You mentioned Mike White's inability at times to, 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 to create good offense or defense, and they depend too much on freshmen. Some of their bigs are a little irritating. I still think Nevada will beat them. I think they're good enough to beat Florida. I think Nevada I think in the too. next round is where. Yeah, I think they're going to win, but I think, you know, Florida will keep it interesting, but – it just seems like Nevada, they'll find a way. I think their games are going to get a lot tougher, though. 
Uh, but I think in this game they'll win, and there's far too much public support with, with Florida right now. And, Marquette uh, speaking and of Murray the, State, four yeah, and a half game. now. A little bit of little bit of line movement there, Cam. It was five and a half, uh, five down to four and a half right now. A lot of love for John Morant coming into this game. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm for good reason. I mean, he's a great player, and this is going to be a great matchup between. So he'll be know, the third pick in the NBA scores. draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marcus Howard is 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 terrific as well. I, I think it's all going to be about the supporting cast, and I got to be honest, guys. I, I don't like Marquette supporting cast. I don't think they're good enough. They're not consistent enough. I know I'm going to get something out of Coward and other players, Shaq Buchanan over at Murray. I, I think uh, their coach is terrific. I'm not in love with uh, with uh, Wojciechowski. I just think the supporting cast. I don't know if it's good enough. I think it's going to be a duel back and forth. You're giving me four and a half, five points. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Murray. Uh, John Morant's the best player in the court, and I at least like the supporting cast a bit more. Marquette really faded at the end of the season. The yeah, trendy big, game. Big man, we're, we were, I was just going to say, Gabe, I was t- telling Big Man about how I like to take those teams kind of because in the tournament it seems different to me. Like I mentioned earlier to Gabe, Big Man, those teams that everyone's down on, they're the ones that surprise every yeah. year. It's like, oh, Marquette stinks or Syracuse blows. They shouldn't even be in the tournament. Like, they went to the Final Four. Like, all those teams that, yeah. you know, it's different in the tournament. It's almost like, okay, it's like a, a reset button for them. So, I don't know. I'm kind of on Marquette. I think Marquette State, State's going to be a popular play. I might go the other side. But, Gabe, I want to ask you about the other team uh, with uh, LSU. We see Florida and LSU and the, uh, these guys are always meeting each other. Gabe and I were talking about Yale, big man. Yale getting seven and a half. I watched that championship game against Harvard when I was doing my weekend show and man, I thought they put up 87 points. These, these guys score the rock. Uh, the total is one of the highest. 159 and a half. Yale, LSU. Do you think uh, Yale can cover? I, I'm tempted to take the points. Yeah, I actually grabbed eight with Yale tonight, uh, you know, about nine or 930. I, I actually really like Yale. And I'm not a fan of LSU. I've talked about LSU for a while now. I think the the addition of these added coaching issues, you don't have your guy uh, Will Wade. You, you wonder. I mean, what's that? What's that? What's that all about in the locker room? What's going on? He, the, the, the interim singly lost that game for them you know, with that technical. I think yeah, <laughs> you're dead on the money. They're tr- they're a terrific team. They have an NBA prospect. They're a terrific scoring team. They don't turn the ball over. And I think they can really kind of score a t- – I mean, LSU's defense stinks. I mean, we can try to sell that they're a great offense, but they're very dependent on, uh, you know, running up and down. They can't shoot particularly well. I think Yale's a live dog here. I really believe so. I think offensively they're really good. Uh, and I don't think LSU's anything special at all on defense. If they can't get into the lane and get to the foul line, they're not going to do a whole lot. Uh, I think it's a high-scoring game. I think it's first 80 probably wins. And – I think Yale's live to win. They're really well coached, and they have an NBA prospect. All right, we got to get out of here in a minute. We're ending at uh, on 52 on YouTube. The radio show goes on to about uh, 57 or 58, uh, whatever it is. Um, one quick game I want to bring up, and then we'll get that big man sort of a future, a prop, or something in the tournament. He'll be joining us tomorrow on the morning show. Uh, we have Bradley uh, Bradley Braves, head coach, uh, will be with us. Uh, big Card Julio, who's actually the play-by-play guy. Uh, for uh, Chicago State, so he's seen all these whack teams up close, including New Mexico State. I think going around, but a team that I've been riding has been Cal Irvine. I've been betting on these guys for a couple of weeks, pretty much every game, and uh, they've been coming through for me. I knew it was free money, minus 110 to win that uh, conference, and they did. Um, They're, you know, they're kind of a trendy team right now. My problem is, big man, they're only getting four and a half points. It's not like we're getting a ton of points with this team. They're They're not sneaking up on anybody. 
Yeah, I, I think for me, and, and, you know, it's interesting that Cam just made the point about trendy teams because I don't know if there's a more trendy team in this tournament right now than Irvine. I, everybody I hear, Irvine this, Irvine that. Let, let me just say something. Dean Wade is one of the most important players of their team in America. Dean Wade is automatic inside the three-point line. He's a fantastic defender. If he plays, I think Kansas State can get to the Elite Eight. I think they're that good, but they need him in there. If Dean Wade plays and if he can get good information that's going to be in there, I think you have to play K-State because I think they're as good as anyone when he's healthy. But without him, I think they really are you know, kind of you – know, they're not anywhere near what they are. But I have a concern with the, the love affair with Irvine. These, uh, these teams in the, the Big West generally don't play well in this tournament – um, I don't. I'm not sure. I think K State's just one step higher than they are. And and look at Irvine. I mean, they didn't really step up much and do too much, and they're out of conference. I think if Dean Wade's in there, which I think he will be, I, I think you can get a pretty cheap price right now on K State. A lot of people love Irvine. I said that I'm a big. Uh, I like betting overs, man. But there's no way in hell Villanova and St. Mary's get to 130 and a half points, guys. This game's going under the number. That two slowest yeah. tempos, paces in college basketball, man. This is, I mean, 55-50 would be high scoring, I think. Like, I think it's yeah, close. Villanova getting hot from three, but, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Villanova actually are going to be a, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to go down without a fight. But um, we got to get out of here, big man. Uh, but uh, final words about the tournament, and he'll be, big man will be with us tomorrow uh, morning, and we're going to go over more packets and stuff. We'll have a little bit more time. Uh, but uh, final words you want to leave people with the tournament right now. Yeah, big thought would be, listen, Gabe, if UCF wins against VCU, I'm going to keep pounding this home. I think they're a bad matchup for Duke. I'm interested to see that game. If uh, UCF can get the job done, which I think they will, you got to shoot against UCF. That's going to be tough because we know Duke can't shoot the three ball. it would be interesting to watch Zion against Taco, short rest time. How do you prepare for that mammoth? That's going to be an interesting one. Looking forward to this. It's going to be great. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You know, two things about Duke, guys. Number one, they're the number one seed overall. Number one seeds overall don't fare well. I think uh, since 2004 when they started this uh, stuff, uh, only three times the team's actually won. And another thing, as Big Man just referenced, Duke only shoot 30% from three-point land. Uh, no team has ever won the NCAA tournament with an average that low before. Uh, this is a yeah, really they good don't, defensive yeah. team, man that they're going to play here if they get yeah. UCF. Um, all right, big man. We'll speak to you in the morning. Thanks for the time, buddy. Have a good one, big man. Thanks, guys. Talk to you. Yep, see you guys. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we're ending at 52. I guess they got a reboot for the next show coming up, uh, whatever, how, however yeah. it works. Uh, we're going to be at 52, so we'll bang off a couple of picks here. So, NHL, I'm going with Vegas plus one and a half. Um, the, the number's just too big. I know it's a backup netminder tonight, but I'm cool with it. Uh, I think Vegas, can, these guys are rivals, man. I'd be surprised if it wasn't a one-goal game. So give me Vegas plus one and a half, minus 155. NBA basketball, man. Uh, Wizards plus five and a half. Uh, I like this game. Talking about the Wizards not quitting, Cam. Uh, Wizards have been balling here. Uh, they're eight and two against the spread in their last ten. Give me five and a half points. Red Hot Bradley Beal on their home court. Phoenix Suns. I don't often take the Suns, but here comes the Sun. Sun. Here comes Doo-doo. the Sun. Uh, I also like the Bulls and Suns to be a track meet, over 227 and a half. Um, I like the San Antonio Spurs tonight to beat the uh, Golden State Warriors. Give me plus two with the Spurs. Uh, Pacers plus four. 
Give me the Pacers plus four. Uh, Pacers Blazers over 212. Uh, Quinnipiac plus five and a half and a little sprinkle up plus 190. So that's Vegas plus a puck and a half. Wizards plus five and a half. Suns to win the game. Spurs plus two. Bulls Suns over 227 and a half. Pacers plus four. Pacers Blazers over 212. What do you got, Cam? Well, Gabe, we're doing the same type of thing. I like both huge underdogs in hockey at plus one and a half. Arizona, I don't have to lay any juice, plus one and a half, minus 110 on my site. And I'm with you on Vegas, and I will lay the 55 cents with Vegas at plus one and a half as well. I also am going to take a page out of your book with the under. I'm usually not an under man, but this Tampa Bay-Arizona game at six and a half, I'm taking a shot. I see a three to two, four to two type of hockey game at best. I think Arizona could win the game, but I'm going to take them at plus one and a half. Shocking dogs in the National Hockey League tonight. Let's do it. NBA action, I feel the same way. Washington plus five and a half game. I got it at five for you because that's what it was. Maybe I should have bought a half Ooh. point, but if it's five, five, we get a push. Sorry. Uh, when you send them in, I go as quick as I can. Lines move. Boo. Spurs plus uh, two in that game. I'm with you on Indiana. I like your NBA picks a lot. Going to add the Dallas Mavericks uh, four and a half to get it done in the NBA tonight. And that's it. I'm not touching the Quinnipiac game, but I wish you best of luck especially money line because plus 195 is really soft. Sweet. How you how how are you not taking uh how you not taking uh Quinnipiac, buddy? Come on. <laughs> oh, we were friends. That's soft. That's the... <laughs> yeah, soft. I like these dogs tonight. Yeah, no, I'm not. Hey buddy, we got to save it up for the turn. Hey, we got NIT action tomorrow too, Gabe. Like it's a crazy Good. board tomorrow. I'm looking through going, "Oh my god, we need every penny for this tournament run." It's going to be nuts. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We really do. I need, you know, thing. it's funny. I, I, like, you can't be going I to the tournament with a couple bucks. I got to go to shoppers. I'm going to probably put drop, like, another nickel in. Like, I, I still have money in my account, but we're going to be betting these games all day and stuff like that. Hell, you're going to the games on Friday, right? So, I don't know what's going on. Like, we got to have ammunition in the gun. You can't be shooting with, uh, with blanks. No, and I'm not going to have a massive budget in Atlantic City. But one yeah. good thing, it's not like it's it's Vegas where I'm far. You know what I mean? I'm an hour and 45 minutes away. So True. it's it's whatever. Like, I'm hoping I should have a bit like more than a dime type thing. Uh, I'll be I'll be in like the dime range. Going, you know, going in. I'm only yeah. going for two days, too. I'm going Friday night. Yeah. I'm going to get there Friday afternoon. Um, no one's really going, to be honest. I should, I could just pull out, but our boy Riggs has free room there anyway. So, yeah, see, that's this, amazing. Gabe. That's the thing. I wanted to go, but the room costs more than the flight, Gabe. That's the thing. Like those hotels, and we're grown men. Yeah, like, I, I want to bunk in whatever, but that's the thing. I could fly to New York, take the thing. Like the rooms are like, they're not cheap. I'm like, wow, I could really. The flight to New York's not bad. It's the damn rooms. It is. You know what it is? It oceans on Friday and Saturday night. Nine hundred dollars yeah. a room now. That's what it's up See, to. See, that's like, that's just stupid. That's what just are you gonna things. do? Yeah. Yeah. If you get ten guys in there, like a frat party, sure. But you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, like you said, yeah. I'm glad you're in New York. You're gonna enjoy it. And uh, no, Lisa well, wanted Riggs to go got, too. Yeah. She's like, Atlantic City's awesome. Like, you're gonna love it there, man. It's cheaper than Vegas and stuff. But I'm going to Vegas in a couple weeks. I can't do it all. Like, I I don't have the money. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll get there Friday night. I'll get blasted and stuff. Woohoo! Friday night in Atlantic City. Hopefully uh, win some tickets, then Saturday play, and then Sunday morning split. You know what I mean? And the fact that it's not too far, like I said, like if I leave, I'll need, like, that's where I'll need the inputting because I don't want to have tickets left over, right? Well, that's, that's so, a like, beautiful thing, So, if I leave thing, Sunday right? morning, I got to get the plays in I'll elsewhere and then come home. 
It's only two hours, Cam, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. I'll be back. I can watch the game Sunday afternoon at home. You know what I mean? Or go to the yeah. FanDuel and book if I need to get more action in. Good call, too. And you know me, I'll be watching all the games here. Uh, me and Kurtz do the weekend stuff from 11 to 2, so the inputter will be right at his desk, and uh, I'll be inputting my bets, too, so it's a perfect time. You just fire him over, and I'll be ready to rock. No problem. You're going to have a wicked time, man. Like Atlantic City rocks, it's unfortunately they really jacked up the room prices for uh, March Madness. They're, no, they're, they're, they're not stupid. <laughs> they got like greedy. Those rooms are way, they did get greedy. It, it actually, if they would have actually off. cut it in half, yeah, well, that's the thing. If they would have cut it in half, even, Think about all the people that would have gone. Like, you can't be paying four or $500 U.S. To, for a couple nights, like room, and then you got to get there, too. Like, if they would have had a package deal for, like, even $299, $399, you could kind of, like, go, you know what? I can bite the bullet, but I, I can't drop a dime on a two- or three-day trip. Like, it's just – that's insane. So, it's not happening. Yeah, I can't – I can't I can't disagree. And even me, like I said, if if, if our boy Riggs didn't have the hotel uh, – yeah, awesome. he's got he's got – He's got like a nice. He said he's in a place that sleeps four, and oh, it shouldn't great. be too wild, Riggs. Yeah, so I, hopefully it's just sort of being Riggs. I don't think Corey's gonna come. Yeah. We'll see. Um, uh, but whatever, you know me. I'll I'll be all right for two nights like that. I, I'm kind of. I prefer be, my you'll room. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. You'll be fine. I'll get blasted. I'll roll in. I'll pass out at 5 a.m. on Friday night. <laughs> Wake up and bet the games again. Routine. Saturday it'll be the same thing. I'll be in the casinos all day. I'll roll in at three four in the morning. And uh, I'll wake up and leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Correct. <laughs> well, good luck with your plays, buddy. Hit the dogs. Go to Winners, New York. Great job, Yank. Excellent. <laughs>